This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, It's not even a fake hello with enthusiasm. No, I know it's it's genuine, genuine happiness. Happiness after after the immense bit of disappointment at learning that the Giwash stand no longer exists, um, which I bored you all with yesterday. A little peek behind the curtain. I was. <laughs> incredibly excited for that Giros and then to find out that it's not been there for about a month says a lot about a my powers of observation and um b just how how upset I could have been but it got put right in the end now we do have overseas listeners Dave so I'm gonna need a little bit more detail here <laughs> about what but the the the, about the, the whole incident question? you've just said you've just said stuff that something isn't there anymore and there are people doing their run in bermuda at the moment hello to my bermuda listeners i know you're out there still and they're thinking what on earth is dave talking about what are you talking about dave there was around it was around christmas time a there is a greek uh, restaurant in Swindon who I believe were venturing out into vans and food establishments of the sort um, and as part of that they set up a stall at the county ground selling gyros which are uh, just posh kebabs but nice nice posh kebabs um, and 
I was under the impression that the stall was there for the long term. Um, but unfortunately, um, it turns out it wasn't. And Intel to, to, that came in suggests that the owner has gone back to Greece, so it may never come back. And it was just a nice brief um, winter Mediterranean fling on the on the culinary experience of the county ground. But I must say, I did have instead. I did have a very nice um, chicken and chorizo uh, pasty, um, which was not expected, but um, it did it did fill the hole somewhat. Um, Lovely. I think all Swindon Town fan podcasts, from what I can gather, are now seem to be starting with some kind of food. Um, Is that right? I think so. I uh, so the so the word on the street says so. Um, it seems like yeah. I, I didn't intend for that to go this way, but um, yeah, it's, we're converging. I'm more than happy to retire the Swindon Town element just to talk exclusively about eateries around Wiltshire and mm. the Southwest as a broader church. Maybe who knows? Um, just for a bit of closure, Joe got his magic chippy football special. Don't you worry. Although I don't think he was very complimentary of the chips, and he also got a drink. Oh, he didn't miss a beat, did he? Wow. Someone's doing well, aren't they? No, they're not. <laughs> My kids aren't being fed for the rest of the week. <laughs> That's a shame. I've always heard, I've always had good memories of the magic chippy. Um yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It is. Bristol is rubbish for chip shops and if anyone wants to prove me wrong, I'm happy to go toe to toe with that little discussion. I'll tell you that much. So yes, it was it was a very pleasant time. I don't really want to do too much negativity in this pod because we've just won a game. Nine without a win, you know, it's not, it wasn't very fun. Um, the one thing I really want to highlight, I haven't digested the the advisory board minutes or anything like that, so we'll leave that for another day. But the attendance for the Bradford game, not including the away support, which was very, very good considering it was a a Tuesday evening. 6,856, which if you compare it to the first game of the year in 2023, the big Charlie Austin return, we're down 3,632 Swindon fans, which is a big fat ouch. And the one thing I did pick up in the advisory board minutes is that so far they've sold 1,100 season tickets. I'm hoping the finance option will create an increase. So never has a victory felt more important if people are just easily led by one very impressive, much needed victory against Bradford. Um, Yeah, and I I think they may have sold 6,800-odd tickets yesterday, but I, there definitely wasn't 6,800-odd people in that stadium. Um, no. And it's, I mean, you expect this, this to be expected. You have to be completely naive to expect us to maintain the the, the attendances that we were getting um, when we had such a feel-good factor last year and at the start of this year. And even, to be fair, even I, I'd argue that the attendances have held up better than... Um, they perhaps could and should have done in other scenarios, given how underwhelming the season's been for a, such a long time. And it's only the last few games where there's been a noticeable drop off in in attendances. Um, it's just a shame, isn't it, that the whole 
the whole positivity and the vibe uh, that brings that level of attendance has just been squandered a bit because it's it's difficult to get it back um, once it's gone. And you, you, I mean, you're seeing that itself in the in the season ticket sales, aren't you? Um, it's been a very disappointing season, and there's been. I mean, Rob Angus was on the radio yesterday making noises about um, what next season will look like, but there's nothing. There's not been a strong. Well, I'd, I'd argue there's not been a strong statement yet of we're ripping it up, starting again next season. It it sounds a lot like a continuation of the same, but. In, in in quotes, we'll learn our lessons. Um, and I don't know if that's been a strong enough argument to galvanise people yet. And the early the early bird discount isn't isn't gonna. I mean, it's it's, it's like fifteen pound difference, isn't it? Whether you mm. renew now or whether you renew in August. So I completely understand. I think the the season tickets will pick up throughout the summer, and I think the timing will be a little bit less front loaded than a normal um, season ticket sale period. But the We'll get we'll get we'll get nowhere near the um the numbers that we did last year unless something crazy happens over the summer, which seems unlikely. Um and so yeah, it's it's a big shame. Um it's kind of the feel good has drifted away. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Despite everything. And I think that's why it was such a euphoric experience being in the ground yesterday. But I I do agree about expecting more business over the summer but if you've already got Charlie Austin through the door and you're losing these numbers and you're signing Liam Kinsella I I don't see many going do you know what yeah let's go for it what's that another five for eight midfielder yeah let's go for it it's been quite a quite a dip in attendance and you're quite right (laughs) if there was much more over 4,000 Swindon fans in there I would be surprised it was very, very quiet. Although, and I say quiet in terms of attendance, it was actually one of the better atmospheres from beginning to end that we, we've had in a long time, even before the run. I thought that, yeah. Maybe, I don't know what it is, night game, a bit more. Gallows humour. It's just, ah, oh, it's done now. Let's just go for it. You know, there's <laughs> literally no pressure on us now. We can't go up. We can't go down. Let's have a little bit of fun. I mean, Let's 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 not pretend it was like fever pitch, <laughs> but it, the town end gave it their all um, for for segments, and it like I said, it was just something that we hadn't seen for a little while, and it it was good. It was good to see and hear. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I had because um, I went I went up, I went to the game by myself, so I was I had um, radio the radio in my headphones, and I could hear the town end over that. Which um, I mean that. Says it says enough for how how loud they were, wouldn't you? Um, it kind of. Whoa, 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 whoa. What were we listening to? Oh, I was just um, at five live listening to Chelsea fall apart. Um, Is that right? Is Dave soft on Chelsea? No, no. It's just what I do when I'm if I'm at the game by myself, rather than try and be alone with my thoughts. I um, listen to whatever's on the radio, and there's there's those blasted copyright restrictions that mean I can't listen to Andrew <laughs> Hawes watching it on a and speaking on about a 10-second delay from what's going on in front of me. So, yeah, just whatever's going on, whatever's going on in Five Live. Okay, five live that's world. fine, that's fine, that's fine. Um, I, for, my heart sank when I, when, I, when I thought that we had another Swindon oh, no, Chelsea no, no, in no, our no, midst. No, no, no. It seems like there's about a thousand five hundred of them. I hope so. Anyway, we'll soon find out when Stevenage come to town next Tuesday, and then 
Crawley will be pure. <laughs> People will turn up to that if there's something riding on it. I tell you that. Yeah, with uh, with eggs and rotten tomatoes, or like a nice little sign saying "Thank you, Scott." <laughs> sorry, sorry, it didn't work out. You tried your best. Um, now I can't see that happening. So lovely bloke. Okay, um, Swindon Town's lineup: uh, Solbrin in goal. Back four of Fraser Blake Tracy, Tom Clayton, Tom Brewitt, and Romeo Hutton. Just ahead in those defensive midfielder roles were Saidu Khan and Dylan Kaji, Jake Wakeling, and Rashan Hepburn Murphy on the sides with Joni Williams in that attacking midfield role with Luke Jeffcott replacing Charlie Austin, who went to the bench on the bench and playing. Alongside Charlie Austin was Ronan Darcy, Jake Kane and Marcel Lavinier. Uh, so it was a bit of more rotation. Morris is consistent with that message. I wasn't offended by the lineup at all. I think I always say that phrase, I'm not offended. I think now I'm looking at the lineup and I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's about and and that's about and, that, and that's not because I hate Swindon and I don't like Jody Morris. It's because the season is done, so I'm on the beach. I'm going to the games, but I'm on the beach. Yeah, it's just they're just it's just a nice little. They're all exhibition games now, pretty much, aren't they? So it's. I think the only the only two call outs I'd say are. Um, I get why I get why Kaji is starting and getting his run outs because of the way that the loans are paid for and the more he plays the less we have to pay so I, I do get that get it from that angle but it is a shame because he's not going to be here <laughs> next year and oh I thought you were going to I thought you were going to absolutely t- go to town then it's like oh, that's a shame because and you didn't go down the social media reaction of his performance you went because he's not going to be here next season, which was nice of you. Well, yeah, I was going to follow that up with, and he's not very good. Um, um, so if you're going to use that space, then it'd be better to give it someone who'll be here next year and can learn that system and perform better on the night. And the other one would be, I guess, Mintern. I'm not I'm not one for playing youngsters for the hell of it, but Mintern's been around the squad and around the matchday squad for such a long time. And he is a what is he a first year, second year professional now? Um, he is getting close to make or break for him. I think like next year's kind of is it, isn't it? Um, Ooh, if he if he gets to the deal, I mean, you you have to hope they'll they'll give him something. But he is out of contract, isn't he? Oh right. Well, that in that case, that that probably um, it doesn't reflect well on him. Well, it it doesn't bode well for him, I should say, um, because it. It's, there's no better time for him to to put him to the test than there would have been in these kind of last few games of the season. Clayton's here next year, and yeah, get him run out, get him games, brew it. We, we've done him to death. Um, we know what he can and cannot do. Um, it, it is a bit of a shame that Minturn's not getting a bit of an opportunity at the minute, but hey-ho. Yeah, good points. Before we talk about the game itself, I mentioned to Terry very briefly in the last pod I did, that the Barrow game felt like Jody Morris had just told his side enough. Let's just remind ourselves how to play football. Back four. Person who likes playing on the left plays on the left. Person who likes playing on the right plays on the right. Two centre-backs. You know, let's, let's just play to what are our strengths that we know of. 
and it resulted in a clean sheet. It was it was a kind of a nothing game, Barrow, but that was a success in in the sense that we didn't lose and we didn't look like losing. I'm so convinced that this is what Jody Morris has done because it was much the same in the first half against Bradford. Just a wonderful feeling winning this game, but. In large segments of the first half, it was playing out exactly the same as Barrow, just against better opposition. Yeah, yeah, it was it, round pegs, round holes. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch the Barrow game, but it's, from what I can gather, it was um, a very damp squib. But I think the Bradford. Um, I don't think we. I don't think we defended well in the first half yesterday, and I think it's just it's purely down to poor finishing on Bradford's part. Particularly the um, the talismanic striker whose name escapes me right now, but the Andy guy who's Cook. got Cook, that's it, the one who's got twenty odd goals this season, and he had about three guilt edge chances, and they all hit his standing leg in the first half. If if he takes any of those chances, and they had a couple others, I think that first half goes the way of the Mansfield game um, very quickly. I, I watched <laughs> watching the watching the extended highlights earlier like the 10 minute package on the club site and first half is about six minutes long and five minutes of that are Bradford chances. <laughs> they just, I, it, we, there was a lot of effort on our part. There was, I definitely saw a lot more effort and willing than you might expect from a team who are nine games without a win and nothing at all to play for, for the rest of the season. Um, it just looked completely outmatched a little, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the, the 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 standout thing in a positive way for Swindon is we were clearly a little bit more positive and up for it against a better side. So it it didn't start slow. Swindon started with some levels of urgency. We 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 were much better than we were against Barrow, and which was good because had we played like we did from beginning to end, we'd have beat Barrow comfortably. There was something more about this Bradford. Bradford clearly weren't firing on off all cylinders. When they did get the ball moving around, they did look quite a threat. But at the same time, again, meandering. What is it about Lee 2 and just meandering? Um, thank goodness. But yeah, I, I just, I just, I'm just really sort of want to just emphasize the fact that Swindon were far brighter from beginning to end than they have been for quite a while. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. There there was. There was a a lot more positivity in the forward play and the willingness to get forward. The the quality wasn't there, um, but the energy was. And it's the energy that's been lacking sometimes um, over the last few months. And so, yeah, I do give I do give him credit for that. But Bradford in that first half had the look of... Uh, they looked so... Big, <laughs> so big. Like eleven big men, and like so, like very disciplined, very organised. You can see they're drilled well, and like had the feel of it. Had the feel of um, like a stereotypical. Like you think of it like a stereotypical nineties kids Disney movie where you've got some scrappy upstarts against <laughs> some. In my head, they're Russian, like grizzled. Um, team. <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking Mighty Ducks, um, yeah. but I've not seen Mighty Ducks in about 25 years. But we were the underdogs 
very much so. And it looked a bit men against boysy. But we were boys who were trying our hardest. And I, you've got to give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I agree with you about the first half. I believe it was it was solid. It was improved. But it still wasn't super duper. I'm not quite sure that we were playing against the Icelandic ice hockey team from <laughs> from the Mighty Ducks franchise. But it, it, yeah, it is. It is. And there, there were like... There've been calls. I know that it's on the record that I'm not a huge fan of Tom Brewitt, and Tom Brewitt's second half was brilliant, real performance from him. But he looked shaky as anything. I thought in the first half, yeah. for example. But because you win, you sort of forget, or you choose to sort of disregard that because, well, crikey, we won. If you if you imagine Tom Brewitt is wearing a giant rubber ring, a giant rubber ring that has like a like a meter or a two meter circumference. He is very good at defending anything that comes in that rubber ring area. He just has no idea where that rubber ring's supposed to be. So when, like the second half, when everything was up to him and it was just one-on-one battles, he can do that. He can do that fine. But first half, where it was a lot more stretched and there was a lot more room, he's he's all over the shop. And I think that's 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 just, that's just the way he is. So when he when he looks good is when he's in a one-on-one battle with the attacker. But if there's any kind of guile in the opposition attack and he's getting pulled apart or the, the back line's being pulled apart I it, it all falls down and I think I I, I feel bad for because like, he, he did play well in that second half um, but I, you can he has clear limitations and I think once there's a bit more like scouting and if opposition teams do their homework I don't think he'd be too particularly difficult to um, plan against if that makes sense yeah, it does, and I'm, I'm just I'm just wary of the fact that we're digging players out. Um, <laughs> I just, I just everyone else, I, I, everyone, I, else we, everyone else has done it. I've not had my chance yet. I know. I'm so sorry. You you lined up patiently, and and we've gone and bloody won a game, what haven't a we? <laughs> yeah, the first half was fine, and we were. I thought we were much better in the second half generally, and. I mean, it's a, it's a great save by Harry Lewis that denies us in the in the in the second half, isn't it? I mean, it's not a fluke that we've won this game. Um, Bradford Bradford fans are like Plymouth Argyle fans on on social media. They just react to everything, don't they? If you if you put any comment about their team on, they will find it and they will tell you you're wrong. Um, if I if I was to go on social media now and put Swindon Town one Bradford City nil, they would reply about something. They are quite the um, quite the collective. Good luck to them. I think we might have just stopped your dreams of automatics, but I, I, Bradford were they decreased in in their standard, and, and we really capitalised on that in the second half. I felt. Yeah, they did. It was, and it. I don't know if this is just coincidence or not, but it it that that happened as soon as Kaji went off the field. And okay, yeah. So I mean, I mean, we have to address that. He made a couple of errors just after the well during the early stages of the second half, and on fifty-seven minutes, Jody Morris brought him off, which is yeah. a little bit early for Jody Morris, isn't it? So I yeah. think he was addressing the situation. Yeah, and he Kaji just had a poor game. He was just off the pace but what I was going to say is that coincided with kind of the tide 
feeling like it would turn. But I, by the same token, I wouldn't say Kane particularly. You wouldn't. You didn't walk away from that game going that Kane changed the game either. So I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like a more nuanced tactical thing, and he was just in places more to stop Bradford attempting to do things. But um, as the game wore on, they Bradford got less and less space kind of in front of our defence, particularly that, that, that they had in the first half. And we got a bit more... Um, our tails got a bit more up as we as we started to attack. And we got a lot more room on the left-hand side with um, Blake Tracy um, bombing forward, who looked, by the way, looked a lot better... Um, at left back, he looked. I mean, he he's done a good job at centre back. Don't get me wrong, but he's he yesterday like just reminded you that he is a left back by trade. And if we're building a squad for next season, it should be with him as a as a left back first and a centre back in in emergencies. Um, and he was he was getting forward lots. I mean, I know we're jumping around massively here, but for the for the goal, it's he's the one. It's Blake Tracy who's in behind Williams. Um, to get the header, like rather than rather than Wakelin, the the winger on that side, you'd expect. So it tells you, it shows you how far forward he's getting. And there was just more more room opening up in the midfield, and we were able to take advantage of that. Khan started to stretch his legs a bit and run with the ball more um, than he was doing in the first half. Williams grew into the game well, started doing similar and breaking the lines, and in the end, it it it, it paid off, didn't it? Johnny Williams scored the winning goal. Um, it broke actually a, a run of games without scoring, and I think he was the last person to score uh, for Swindon too. It's his tenth goal of the season, so one of the big factors, one of the big things that I needed to to see was at least one of our players reach double figures. It looked like Austin was going to do it, but he's not scored since the Rochdale Quartet. Uh, but Johnny Williams gets his tenth of the season. Over the last couple of games, thoroughly deserved too. Um, I'm going to miss that guy. I, I, I don't think I'll cry myself to sleep if he leaves, but I'll miss him. No, I think yes. Yesterday was a perfect encapsulation of his time here in a hole. In that it was underwhelming for such a long time of it, and then just flashes of brilliance. And the, the the last twenty minutes, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. And the first um, seventy minutes, I thought he was average to poor. Um, he's got such undoubted ability. Um, I think it's may, it might just speak to the nature of kind of the the player and the the role that he fills. But he's, uh, he's over over the last two years, he's just not been as consistent as you would have liked, really, given his like reputation and where he's been but he has still been one of our top performers. He's just not been to the level that we, well, I might have hoped, if that makes sense. When when we signed him, it was a, what are you doing here kind of thing. Whereas now it's like, okay, yeah, no, I see it. <laughs> I, I see why you're here. <laughs> yeah, he's going to give us three of the perfect performances and then I'll be utterly miserable um, as he joins Wrexham on a free transfer or wherever he ends up. But he's, he's, I think he's put in a decent shift for Swindon. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're right in, in the sense that you expect championship. I think, I think it's similar to what we hoped maybe better than expected with Charlie Austin. Yeah. You put him in the team, you go, okay, bring me my 20 goals. It's like, well, you know, the people around you have got to do their bit too. And I think this season 
he has stepped up when last season he didn't need to be the superstar Johnny Williams. He he could be just a, a, a vital cog in a broader attacking machine that we had. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll miss him. I'll miss him when when he inevitably goes. And your Claytons, your Bruits, they're getting a lot of credit for nullifying. Andy Cook and Jamie Walker, but let's be honest, the fans had uh, had Andy Cook on toast from the first half onwards. They were in his head. Lovely stuff. Well done, Townend. I he it's just he just seemed like he had one of those days. Um, he's obviously a great player, but it's like I said, every every cross that came in, every shot just bounced off his standing leg. And I guess on another day he'd have had that trick, but. Yeah, luckily he didn't. So good, good job to those in the town end. And sorry, sorry, Andy. Hope it's not scarred you too badly. Nothing personal. We've we've possibly given you the opportunity yeah. to play at Wembley. So you know you're welcome. <laughs> We're just giving gifts this week to opposition. Bradford City fans really don't like Darren Drysdale, the referee, do they? No, <laughs> no. And that's um, he had a good game. I thought um, he let the game go well. Um, I don't know what the it was all the hullabaloo at the end, wasn't it? When there was the the pause for a bleed and a bleeding player, I think, and they all kicked off weirdly. And then I I did the same and looked on social media, and it's like a it's a witch hunt, isn't it? Mm, yeah, th- th- there were those sort of messages on social media of Bradford fans saying I was going to go, but then I saw Darren Drysdale was a uh, was officiating. And in, in fairness to those Bradford fans. They said that pre-game, but he did. In comparison to all the referees that I've seen this season, it was a very quiet, fine refereeing performance. Yeah. It was, and and I've seen that in games where Swindon have lost too. So it's not like because Swindon won, um, there were no major moments. I know Swindon fans. It's it's always tough for me because where I sit, someone is always screaming at the referee to book players so i know it really warps my uh my, my knowledge of the rules um need to say they rarely do book the player on behalf of that person way at the back of the, of the tom rogers but yeah it, it was it was a it was a fine performance and it was so so nice to walk out of that ground with an unlikely victory and three points and know that it was deserved. It, it was so, so nice. Even that it means nothing. Even it means we all laugh and say, well, the race for 10th or 9th is on. It was it was, it was, was just <laughs> just good because we were spiralling. Even though I think Jody Morris had sort of stopped the silliness, we needed that win. It's because we've got to do, we've just got to put roots in place for next year. And if those roots involve back to basics, um, systems and styles of play, and then you build on those in the summer, then that's great. And if you can go in, going into the end of the season with three wins out of four is a different mood around the place, isn't that? And going into the end of the season with no wins in 14. So it's, yeah, it's, it's just a big mood, mood shift. And I don't know about the, the race to the ninth or 10th, but it, <laughs> it gets us three points closer to be in the, um, 98, uh, 83, 84 points total, which we're still four points shy of doing. So that's that's the main aim for, as far as I'm concerned for the rest of the season. Get those four points. Um, 
because I, I, we'll, we'll, I don't think we'll fall as low as 17th. So I think we'll be fine on that marker. But I think there is a real risk that we don't achieve, we that we do that we achieve our lowest points total in the fourth tier, which is equally bad. But four more points is all we need. We'll get there. Mm, yeah. Look, the reality is Wimbledon away sees the reuniting of the biggest away day bromance of last season, which was Terry and Connor. <laughs> so they're going to get a win and they're going to find a, a lager or beer or whatever. I don't blooming know. And they're going to bond over it. They're going to see a nice last minute winner and we're all going to be happy. But to them, it's going to be the best day of their lives. Like we had to endure last season when we couldn't go to as many away days as they did. So all is going to be well Saturday. <laughs> um, I am muting um i'm deleting whatsapp over the weekend i don't want to see any of that because <laughs> my fomo will be through the roof yes you and me both um but i um, yeah yeah you and me both uh, it's talking of change of mood the the listeners contributions was a complete <laughs> switcheroo and it was lovely to see so you put on twitter uh, what is this funny feeling? A win? Two clean sheets in a row? Well done, Solbrin. Thoughts, feelings, and for the first time in a long time, you've actually asked for a man of the match. We'll talk about that. That's admin. Um, <laughs> we'll start with Nathan James, who says, this, this is what kickstarts our season and gets us to <laughs> to the run to claim ninth place. Let's go. Uh, Jamie Taylor says, in my opinion, that was a glimpse of what Morris can do with a team who's willing to work hard. The effort from the players definitely got to the fan, got the fans going too. Malcolm Davis says, well, that to me was certainly a better performance. Simply felt like there was more graft to get a positive result. Well done, boys. Let's end the season on a high performance-wise. Come on, you Reds. Uh, Woody says, I think I must be watching a different game to everyone else. I don't see how Williams was man of the match, but we'll take the three points. Nice one, Woody. Kevin STFC Foley says, best I've seen them play in a long while. Gav Brown says, energy, ambition, aggression. Who knew? The best thing about that is that we deserved it. Man of the match, Johnny Williams. Rob Dinsey says, that was good. Uh, Mike Davis says, superb all-round performance, used both wings really well. Clayton and Brewitt kept Cook quite exceptionally well. Fair play to Bradford fans. Great numbers on a Tuesday night. Man of the match, Williams, but Rashan Hepburn-Murphy ran him close. Tom Elliott says, well done, town. There was commitment and a will to win, which has been missing for a long time. Kane improved the midfield after replacing Kaji. Hutton was good, and Hepburn-Murphy keeps improving. Man of the match, Williams. Neil McLaughlin says, I'm working tonight and had to watch on iFollow, but a well-deserved win and a massive shot in the arm for us. Man of the match, Williams. Neil Hussey knows. He says, frustratingly good. You have to wonder why that energy, endeavour, tracking and fight hasn't been there against much lesser opposition. A step forward against an opposition worthy of it feels like progress. Man of the match, Williams edging Clayton just because of the goal. Tucker Jenkins, further improvement. More purpose on the ball, more aggression, and less of Bryn in possession. Khan and Kaji had some dodgy moments in the first half mainly, but big improvement second half by all. We actually deserved it in the end. Man of the match, Clayton. Drew says, much improved. Looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, all right, Drew. Uh, Luke Collins says, if we treat this as a really long pre-season, <laughs> there are definitely green shoots that we can kick on from. 
this has been the season for potential green shoots, hasn't it, Dave? I, I can't help but we've always wheeled out that phrase. That's the phrase of the year. And, and we haven't seen many, but we've got, oh, we've hoped for them. This this is green shoot season now. <laughs> this is That's the whole point of the, the end of the last four games. What, <laughs> what green shoots can we get for next year? Alan Tidy says, great performance against a team who wanted to play football tonight is the reason most teams play dirty hoofball against us. Uh, DM says, really good performance. Clayton back to his pre-injury best alongside Bruett. A lot more energy in today's performance. And uh, we'll end with Jason Spacey, who just provided an absolutely incredible gif of Alan Partridge um, doing the air guitar with Johnny Williams' face on it instead, which is magical. Lovely stuff. Was that not? Um, I thought that was a live live clip. It's a gif, and I'm not it. It's a video, is it? No, I thought I, I thought it was Johnny. I thought it was Johnny. Oh, himself. lovely stuff! I ruined your joke. Um, so. <laughs> It's all right, it's late. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. Um, big thanks to everyone who sent <laughs> big thanks to everyone who sent contributions in. So Man of the Match um across the listenership did go to Johnny Williams, who got it on the night from the sponsors too. Are we agreeing or do we agree with the comment further up that just didn't want to give it to Johnny? Um I'd have given it to um uh Fraser Blake Tracy uh, myself. I think he just he stood up well. Stood up well um, to the kind of bombardment in the in the first half, and led well in the second, and put in a good captain's performance. But I thought Williams, like the last last, like I said, last twenty minutes, last half hour, he was he was he he shone, and he particularly at the end, it's not it's not something you see from him too often, but he was he was putting himself around and throwing his body around, and I guess given where he's at contractually, you could forgive him for being a bit more cautious with the ways way he plays so yeah I do give him credit for that um so I, I I can see why people would but yeah Blake Tracy for me well that's the way it works so the listeners go for Johnny Williams but the pod goes for Fraser Blake Tracy who looks like he's going to get the Louis Reed player of the season the spreadsheet champion can anyone catch him up we will see before we go you're welcome Leighton Orient goodness me there was a love in last night wasn't there I know wow what of a We've we've done Richie proud again. Yes, um, I'm sure everyone has seen that Leighton Orient got promotion away at Ginningham, courtesy of Johnny Williams's goal at the county ground. Wonderful way to get promotion. Lights go out, games finish yeah. everywhere, and then the the rest of the match becomes a complete fuss. And then later, Richie Wellens would take to Twitter and thank. Swindon Town on behalf of himself, Lawrence Vigaru, Rob Hunt, Jordan Lydon, Martin Ling and Mark Devlin were omitted, but I'm sure not <laughs> not deliberately. No. No. I'm surprised I was surprised. That's how that's how I learned why Jordan Lydon was. Oh well, behave yourself. He's still in the no, he's still he, he's still working out in the uh, in the in the gym in the county ground, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All a bit um, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he's Richie Cunningham's brother. He went upstairs one series and he never came back from Happy Days, did he? So, <laughs> congratulations to Jordan Lydon and the rest. I'm not say the rest. I'm not going to put Rob Hunt under the rest. Goodness, no, me, no. behave. Uh, that's a decent away day gone for next season, though. That's a shame. But we might get Oxford. Who knows? Notts County as well. Is that a good away day? Uh, Nottingham is easy-ish to get to, isn't it? 
big big city. You should work for the tourist board, Dave. <laughs> they've got a got a river. Mm-hmm, they do. Um, a cricket ground. They used to have a Hooters, I think, but that's not really my scene. <laughs> Nottingham Rock City. That's a venue that has decent bands. I think. There we go. Yeah. There's that. Um, there's that really really old pub from like the 1100s. I think that's in Nottingham. Cousin Mikey used to live in Nottingham. Oh, there you go. There we go. We've sorted it. We're going to Nottingham next year on the on the Low Strangers Jolly Boys out in. I think that I think that's quite enough, Dave, isn't it? Uh, thank you very much. I think so. No worries, no worries. <laughs> the Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy. Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.